Welcome to the Ambitious Broker Podcast, where elite real estate professionals share their secrets to success, discuss topics impacting their industry, and gain professional development insights. Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, please welcome Chris Williams to our Ambitious Broker Icon series. As a REMAX agent, Chris Williams is dedicated to helping her clients find the home of their dreams. What makes her different is that she knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help guide you through the nuances of the local market in the San Fernando Valley. With access to top listings, a worldwide network, exceptional marketing strategies, and cutting-edge technology, Chris works hard to make sure your real estate experience is memorable and enjoyable. What a humble bio from such a powerhouse in the industry. Today is the first installment of this series with Chris. Enjoy today's episode. So uh, welcome, ambitious brokers. Uh, I'm here today with Chris Williams, a longtime friend and, and real estate superstar. Um, Chris has been in the real estate business since, um, I think, the late 70s. 1978. 1978. And uh, has been nothing but a, 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 a tornado in real estate in the San Fernando Valley. So uh, I've asked Chris to be with us today, and we're going to get into a little bit of what, what, makes, uh, what makes Chris tick. So I know you well enough to know a lot of uh, of your history, and uh, and what's what's made you successful in real estate. But I really want to share some of that. And I and I'm I always found it interesting with people like you is that there's so much um, background that goes into what it is that makes you tick today. Like as an example, as sweet as you look, <laughs> and as sweet as you are, you are seriously the most competitive human being I think I know. And uh, in fairness, I got to tell the story because uh, not long ago we were playing a game and Chris told me up front that she was going to cheat <laughs> and that it was that it was that she had to win and you were going to cheat. It was my job to catch you. Um, oh, did I really you say, did that? say that? Oh, you did gosh. Say that. And we have to tell the world that? And we had to tell <laughs> I like but, to win. Yes. I do. I very much like to win. Um, but I don't like to cheat to win. But in cards against you, I guess I do. Um, <laughs> you cheat if you have to. <laughs> yes, okay. only when it's necessary. I don't like to cheat unless I'm losing. <laughs> there you I go. got it. Okay, um, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But I think that what inspired me in real estate mm. was watching other people do really, really well, and I saw how respected they were. I saw the the joy and the satisfaction they got from being really good at doing something. Yeah, and I'd never been good at anything. Ever? Ever. Never. You weren't a cheerleader? You weren't a... I was a cheerleader, but oh, you I was were a, a terrible one. Right. I was a terrible one, but right. I was a cheerleader. Right. Um, I wanted to be really, really good at something. I wanted to work really hard and show myself and those around me that I could be good at something. So what did mom and dad do? Um, my dad was a traveling salesman and a uh, business owner and a black belt in karate. Oh. And my mom... Um, she was kind of a stay-at-home mom with a ton of hobbies. Right. So her hobbies were her life, not really her family, but her hobbies, her horses, her land, her gardening were her life. Got it. So I didn't catch my vision from my parents. Oh, interesting. No, I didn't. Uh, in my household, it was, if it's to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to be something, 
It's 100% up to me. Really? Yeah. My siblings all went to college um, and got a really nice start. And I kind of got a kick in the butt when high school ended. Like, okay, what are you going to do now? Right. So I had to figure it out. And so what did you do after high school? Right after high school, I got a job working for a bank in downtown L.A. Right. And uh, I was 17 years old and put on a little suit and showed up, and I was a receptionist. And I felt so important. I had a desk and a little right. placard on my desk and right. thought, this is big time. Right. And then they kept adding to my responsibility. I was a switchboard operator, the old-fashioned kind with the cords and um, the hissing and buzzing and of course, are you serious? You mean pulling? Yeah, pulling cables out. Pulling cables. No you kidding. Bet. Yep, I could still do it. God, we got to be careful about yeah revealing about that me. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, how long that is? So okay, so you were doing that, and and uh, so then you'd go to work every day, and you'd have some, you'd see stuff around you. Mm-hmm. Was that influential? It was. I yeah. saw. So I worked for um, an accounting firm at the time. It was Haskins and Sells. Oh, okay. An and I firm. saw the partners, and I saw these young people coming in, doing really, really well. And I thought, I'm sitting behind a desk. I'm a receptionist. I want to do more. So I started studying for my real estate license while I was working the switchboard. Wow. Uh, quiet times, I'd be have my real estate material in front of the So what, what was it? What was the that was a button there? There's some, something said get into real estate. What was it? There was my mom's best friend was a realtor okay. in Sun Valley, Laura Woldridge. And one day in passing, she said to me, I think you'd be a good realtor. Like, wait, did you just throw me a compliment? Yeah. Did you say I'd be good at something? I'd never heard that before. Right. And so I took it and ran with it and wow. thought, if she believes in me, then I think I can do that. You know, it's funny to say that because when I was uh, probably in 10th grade, I remember my parents were selling their house and uh, we had a real estate person in the house mm-hmm. and she said something very similar to me and it, it just, it stuck there, didn't hit, didn't stay, mm-hmm. but it was sort of in the back of my mind and I really do remember thinking, well, that would be interesting, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, okay, so then you went ahead then, you you got your license and then you started looking for a place to work. I did. So to back up a little bit, yes. um, I got promoted at work to work for a partner. Who knows why? Because I didn't have the skill set. Right. And I accepted the position. And then the very next day, I decided that is not what I want to do. I want to go into real estate full time. That looked like a commitment. Yeah. And you weren't ready to make a commitment like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just it was so boring. I'm going to be behind a desk. Right. I'm going to push paper for other people. I was a terrible typist. It was downtown L.A., the right. one Wilshire built building, riding a bus to work every day, sitting next to homeless, thinking, I don't want this to be my future. Your life, yeah. Yeah. Now, were you married at the time? I was, yeah. Okay. married at 19. Now, your husband, I know, is an insurance. Mm-hmm. Did he start then? He did. He, yeah, so he both. was already in the insurance business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he's had a very successful career as well. And um, So, in fact, how influential was that on you? Uh, I mean, it was great because we both started – really from ground zero at right. exactly the same time. Right. And he would help me and I would help him. Right. And uh, it was great to build it together. And what, were there enough parallels between the selling in businesses that you guys could say, well, I need to do this more, I need to do that more? Or are they just that different, uh, real estate and insurance? Well, I think when you watch somebody try to build something when you're in sales, yeah. uh, you admire the courage that it takes every single day to go out there. Nobody comes to you and says, you're awesome. Right. I want to do this for you. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. You say, I want to be awesome. 
let me gain the skill set to be uh, to be worthy to earn business. Right. right. So we shared that journey together. Lots of night appointments, lots of uh, evenings, and that was way before computers. And so, so just, now, did you have children already? No, no kids. No yet. kids. No. That came so you later. got it, and then you 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 hatched all the kids after you started your yeah, career. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's even more interesting because that's an interesting dynamic for people. You know, I know in my life as as uh, uh, owner of a company that I would see. I'd see a lot of women come into business, and then you have to juggle more than we do. Yeah, it was a you lot really to did. juggle. Yeah. Okay, so so you got into, when I say we, I mean men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you get into uh, real estate, you started, I think, in a small office, right? Mm-hmm. Eight or ten people. Yeah, eight eight um, if everybody shows up. Everybody shows up, yeah. Yeah. So that was real typical in those days. It was. People in real estate today don't realize that this these large, massive offices are kind of a you know, last couple decade phenomenon. Right. You know, yeah, it was, it was always tiny. small. Yeah. Yeah, red carpet. Red carpet. Yeah, red carpet realty. And so so what was it like then? You you had a, a single manager, probably the owner of the office mm-hmm. at the time, right? And what was her influence on you? Well, her name was Helen Elroy, and she was just, she was a legend. Right. Um, I didn't realize how much of a legend she was, but she was not going to baby me. She was not going to pamper me. I show up with my license. I don't have a clue what to do. And she said, you're going to sit down. You're going to write a little note to everyone you know and tell them you're in real estate. And ironically, I have one of those notes that I wrote to my mother-in-law. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because because I still say that today. Mm -hmm. It It all starts with everybody you know. Yep. And, um, you know, I tell a lot of the people that I coach that, you know, rule one to me in real estate is that your income is going to be directly proportionate to how many people – Know you like you trust you and mm-hmm. and today uh, know what you stand for. Mm-hmm. I throw that little extra thing in there. So it's really funny that back then it was so basic, right? So basic. start with everybody you know, everyone you know. Yeah, and then sh- the really little, little handwritten note. Little handwritten note. I'm in real estate. Yep. Okay. With my business card. Okay. Yep. That's simple. And the second thing that she did for me, which I'll forever be grateful, is she introduced me to Tommy Hopkins, mm. and she basically slid his tapes, his cassette tapes across the desk, and she said, just listen to him. Just do this. I'm like, Tommy Hopkins, who's that? I listened to those tapes. I mean, to this day, I could still recite lines. And uh, she said, just grab on to something that he's promoting. And it was for sale by owners. Oh, really? Okay. And so I got my little three-ring binder notebook out, and I started working for sale by owners. Wow. And had instant success with for sale by owners. I what think, was the trick? Uh, you know, the trick was just to be personable, to to care. And you have to want to win. You have <laughs> to want to and get that, so, that so, listing. Okay, so where, where, does that, where does that competitive nature start to kick in? To get you there or during your conversation when you're there? Does that make sense? It does. Because I know for me uh, – Getting getting out of my office, into my car, and to my farm when I first started mm-hmm. was a tremendous challenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And literally getting to – getting that was it. If I could pass uh-huh. that moment, mm-hmm. I'd be okay. I mean, I would sometimes get to my farm. I would drive around, and uh, I'd, I'd struggle getting out of my car. Yeah. And I had a solution for that. But um, then once I started, 
<clears throat> no problem. Right. <clears throat> so excuse me, but that it's the for me that competitiveness was really getting there. Mm-hmm. Now when I was talking to people at the door, I was just me. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what you found out? Uh, not exactly. I think I wanted, I wanted a listing. I wanted to do this. I really, really wanted to do it. I didn't have anything else to fall back on. I didn't go to college. Um, so you were very, very in in that interaction with the client. You were just you were just focused and enthusiastic. I'm, you, gonna, and enthusiastic. I think if you strip everything away from me, I had enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the one thing I got from cheerleading. I was going to be enthusiastic. Maybe I wasn't going to be great. Maybe I was going to make a lot of mistakes, but I was really excited and happy to be there Right. and wanted to do this. So much so, um, the first Fizzball I got was on Broadleaf. I think it was 7136 Broadleaf. Wow. And they said to me, okay, we're ready to go with you. Ready to go with me? I don't know what to do. Right. I said, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> I ran to my office and I said, they said they want to go with me. What does that mean? And so Helen, she didn't come with me. She said, take this piece of paper. It was a one-page listing agreement. She said, take this back with you and get them to sign it. Like, really? Is, is it always this easy? She said, it's not. Never. Yeah. No, count your blessings. Yeah. But that's uh, Tommy Hopkins. He inspired me. Me too. Yeah. He, me too. Oh, my goodness. I believed in him. I thought if I do exactly what he tells me to do, I can do this. Yeah. Well, in training... Uh, for my company, when I started in the business, <clears throat> um, he was brought up because he worked at mm-hmm. Forrest Olson, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he had left by the time I got there, went into his doing his training. But but his word was there. And it had a little bit of influence on me getting into, into the farming part mm-hmm. of it. You know, but you're right. It was the, In fact, I remember my first farm uh, listing. I literally was walking down the street, <clears throat> first couple weeks of farming, and someone was walking out of a door, and they looked like a real estate person. <laughs> So so I, I waited and I let them go. Then I walked immediately to the door. I knocked on the door and I said, you know, was that a real estate person that just left, you know? And uh, she says, yes. And I said, well, I'm real estate too. And, uh, you know, uh, are you thinking about selling your house? She said, yes. I says, well, would you give me the opportunity to talk to you? And she says, well, give me your phone number. And I says, okay. I gave her my phone number. I asked her for her. She gave me the number. She says, call my husband in the morning. So here's the the point that you were talking about a little bit, I think, and that is I talked to the husband the next morning. He says, boy, you sound a little young. How many houses have you sold? And oh and then at that point in time, uh, that competitiveness that you talked about just came out. And I'm like, one of the people in training says, just remember uh, when you put everything you've said and done, say, I can sell your house for you. <laughs> and that was the first sell by owner thing. I can right. sell your house. I can sell your house. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the phone with this guy, and he says, um, Jesus, you know, how many houses have you sold? And I says, well, uh, this will be my first listing. <laughs> and he said, really? And I says, yes. I, and then I get on this big thing about, but I can sell your house. I can sell your house. And I'm, I've got all this, you know, I've got all this enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and I'm so ambitious. And I just, I just blurted it all out. And it happened that he was an insurance salesman. I think he liked it. Wow. I think he said, yeah, this guy's kind of like, you know, so, you know, to your point, right? Yeah, and persistence. And you were like that. I was like that. I was very much like that. So what Tommy said was every day you get the paper, you cut out that for sale by owner, you tape it in your book, you call, and then you go by. Right. And I didn't know, I didn't know how hard it was going to be. 
Thank you for joining us for this first installment of our Icon series with Chris Williams. I know I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. Stay tuned next week for the next segment. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Ambitious Broker Podcast, where elite real estate professionals share their secrets to success, discuss topics impacting their industry, and gain professional development insights. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate it and leave a review.